This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, March 13th, wherever and however you're connected, welcome to all of our friends. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, and you know what? The show will go on. Some people have asked, uh, what are you guys going to do now with uh, no games until the fall, right? We, we generally have a period of time during the summer where this happens. And uh, we look forward and we analyze what happened and we break down all kinds of things. We're still going to have BYU Sports Nation weekdays live for the foreseeable future. Of course, everything's fluid at this point. And, uh, you know, the coronavirus, at least in Utah, is somewhat limited so far. Uh, so that's the good news. But we're going to be here. And uh, today's a unique show again uh, when we discuss what happened yesterday with all the news. And uh, Mark Pope will join us in studio for an extended period of time as we discuss uh, the finality of the men's basketball season. Yesterday, I don't think we felt like this was going to happen per se, but uh, that everything would be shut down. But here we are. For the time being, we will continue to do what we always strive to do, and that is inform entertain, and connect with all of you on our common passion and that of BYU sports. Today's show lineup centers on the shock and abrupt halt to the winter and spring sports at Brigham Young University. Head basketball coach Mark Pope will join us in studio to discuss what obviously was an unbelievably emotional and uniquely difficult scenario yesterday. What happens now for his team? What's the next step What was it like when he had to go through all of that telling the members of his squad? We'll discuss all of it. Right now, bring on the BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU has indefinitely suspended all athletic events due to the rapid evolving circumstances related to COVID-19 or coronavirus. Athletic Director Tom Holmo said the following yesterday, quote, We have worked closely with the BYU administration and our affiliated conferences regarding the health and well-being of our student-athletes, coaches, staff, and fans. We realize this is a great disappointment to our student-athletes and coaches who have worked so hard to represent themselves, their families, and BYU at the highest levels, but fully support the current measures to protect the welfare of the BYU Athletics family and Cougar Nation. Our focus going forward is to help safeguard our student-athletes and assist them in managing this unique challenge in their lives. An emotional Mark Pope spoke yesterday about breaking the news to his men's basketball team. We heard the news. Uh, There was a um, locker room full of tears um, and shock and and utter silence, actually, for as long as I've probably been in silence. I, I can't even imagine what that locker room situation must have been like. We'll get into that more with Mark Pope live in studio. The NCAA announced all remaining winter and spring NCAA championships have been canceled. This means the men's basketball tournament next week, the indoor track and field championships, where the Cougars were in uniform on the track, ready to compete yesterday in Albuquerque. All of it, including men's volleyball, baseball, all of it. The next games on the schedule are in August. We have a BYU spring football update. Speaking of August... While technically in the offseason, all football practices and other football workouts activities for this week have been canceled. The scheduled media availability tonight and the coaches clinic on uh, today 
have also been canceled. Any determinations regarding the remainder of spring football practices will be provided at a later time. That coach's clinic was supposed to have alumnus and Super Bowl champ Andy Reid in it, so that's a bummer as well. And the XFL canceled its regular season due to concerns with the uh, spread of coronavirus ending football for a time with former Cougars Micah Hanneman, Tijon Kroma, Tomasi Laulule, Colby Pearson, and DeAndre Wesley. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The only question now is, what's next? Because everything has been shut down. Jerem, uh, before we dive into where we go from here, I'd like to kind of dive into how you felt about all of this. Your reaction, your emotions, when you saw all of the news break that there will be no sports, no winter, no spring. It's just done for now. I've taken a nap the last two days for an hour and both times I missed the announcement live, I woke up to the news, and it was shocking both times, right? One, that the NCAA tournament would play with fans only. And then the announcement of all the winter and spring NCAA championships are done. And then subsequently from there, all the schools saying, you know what, we're not playing either, including BYU. This is, it's just really sad. It's really sad. This is the right move, but it doesn't mean it doesn't stink in terms of how we feel. And, man, our graphic is spot on. BYU Cougars, it's an empty Lavelle Edwards Stadium or Marriott Center right there, right? That's, that's tough. This is, this is hard because I just feel bad for these teams that have trained so much, especially the seniors, all the athletes. Gavin Baxter comes back for what? For nothing now, right? Um, all these seniors who have competed. The, the video of Diljeet Taylor with, with her team, the women's indoor track team, in Albuquerque. They're in uniform on the track, and they're told season's over. There's no outdoor season. Obviously, uh, we are we are just just so sad for the men's basketball team, and what an incredible journey we've been on with them. I'm really sad about the men's volleyball team. I've called matches for 12 years for this team, and I thought this this is the year BYU's going to win it. They're number one. They're number one, and off the block is going to have this combined media uh, coaches poll thing to try and determine a national champ, and they'll name a national champ. I imagine that'll be BYU. Um, but I'm just sad for those guys. They just played an epic set of matches in Hawaii, just became the new number one. And what a season from them, one of the greatest teams in, in, uh, in history. And, and we'll put a bow on all these seasons in the next week or two, right? But just, just kind of shock and, and sad, and, and eventually that's going to turn into anger, right? And again, this is the right thing given the situation that's going on with COVID-19 and coronavirus, but it doesn't mean it doesn't stink and hurt. Yeah, what an absolute gut punch. And my heart hurts. I mean, there have been a, a very, very select f- few occurrences where my just, I just felt defeated. My heart aches. And I experienced a little bit of that yesterday, thinking about everybody that's involved at BYU and how much work goes into this and dreams and they've built towards this and then nothing. And... We were going to do a baseball game yesterday. Those watching on BYU TV right now are watching the moments that the BYU baseball team found out their season had been canceled. They've just only done. played 16 games. They were just getting started. They haven't, they haven't even played a conference game. I mean, it's, it's difficult to watch. So my heart hurts for the athletes, the coaches, the staff, the fans, alumni, sports fans in general. It's depressing. But the challenge now is to move forward 
and hope for the best. But how do you do that? You and, don't. You don't with winter and spring sports. There's no moving forward. And how will <laughs> season's over? The NCAA Done. accommodate what surely is going to be an influx of requests to come back. I want my senior season the, back. There's a movement to to get a year back for seniors. Yeah, it's a movement. And and you think about some of the sports like outdoor track never even competed. They never even had a single event. So that's hard. Gymnastics was coming near the end, right? I, it, it's complicated to give that year back. It sounds like a great idea. It's very complicated financially and logistically, but uh, there's a movement. I'd be in favor of yeah. that. Yeah, shutting yeah. the sports world down is complicated and unparalleled right. as well. Right. So there needs to be a response that equals that. Right, Gino Ariema said, this is an unprecedented situation, so it needs an unprecedented response. I, I want a couple of things here. One, I want the bracket to still come out for men's basketball. I want to see... What it is. Also, I want the official BYU got in because otherwise we're going, oh, for a fifth straight year, we don't get to enjoy that. And we won't see those games. But I I at least want – I think those teams should be rewarded. Granted, there weren't the conference tournaments and whatnot, so it's complicated. If they don't put it out, I get it. But I would like to see that. And then uh, just to enjoy the men's basketball season for what it was, 24-8, number nine in net, up to 14 in the AP poll, first time in nine years BYU got ranked. Beat Gonzaga, ranked second in the country. What a memory that was in the Marriott Center. Unbelievable. Beating St. Mary's, T.J. Haas going to the hospital that night. Yoli Childs, T.J. Haas, Jake Toulson, Dalton Nixon, Zach Selyus, Evan Troy, Taylor Mon. Like, those seniors and what they meant to this program. It was a special. Yoli Childs said it. We came, I came back for a special season. And I thought, man, I really hope that happens. But da 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 it was so special. How enjoyable and fun was that men's basketball season? We had some real ups and some downs, and, and Yoli Childs and these guys provided some amazing memories. And then men's volleyball, 17-1. and one. The one loss was in five sets in extras, 1917 at Hawaii, 13 of the 17 wins against top 15 teams. I've seen BYU play matches from 99 to now. Uh, in person, and this is one of the greatest men's volleyball teams BYU has ever fielded, and we will never know if they are a national championship contender. I was looking forward to a BYU radio call, potentially May 9th, against Hawaii, round three, from Fairfax, Virginia, and we'll never have that. Jerem, the athletic department overall was producing excellence. Gymnastics ranked 16th. They were in the top 20 all season. Uh, indoor track and field team. Top 10. The ladies. Number nine awesome. on the women's side. Yep. Incredible. You mentioned number one ranked BYU volleyball. Number 14 BYU men's basketball. The men's golf team has arguably the best player in the entire country, Peter Quest. They're a top 25 team. It just sucks. It really does. There's no way around it. Uh, and it's, it's disheartening because you wonder what if. And I jokingly... In a conference call we had yesterday, asked, hey, what, what would uh, BYU's standing be among all athletic departments in the Learfield Cup standings? BYU was pacing for uh, maybe the best year ever in the in, history, of, in BYU the history of BYU athletics yeah. from an overall department standpoint. No, I, no kidding. I agree with that from overall. I mean, there have been years where maybe you had like two or three teams that were elite, right? You had women's cross country and men's volleyball winning a, a natty around the same time, that kind of thing. But overall... This was incredible. Like, the, the, one of the only teams were kind of like, ah, 
was football, right? Seven and six can do better. Than the, but everybody, women's soccer and women's volleyball and all the sports you just mentioned. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, it's very disappointing. Today is a really sad day for all those athletes, right? And again, this is the right social move, but it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, right? And I think that uh, last night, Scott Van Pelt nailed it on SportsCenter saying, listen, maybe Rudy Gobert is the hero here. Because he caused such an alarm with everyone that once the NBA said, no, 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 we're suspending the season, the shock and awe of, oh, wow, if they're doing that, what else needs to happen? And the trickle effect came down so fast from everywhere else. And, and I think that's a, a valid point is that hopefully Rudy's okay with, you know, with his health, but perhaps that was the alarming news that caused action that will save lives. Rudy Gobert and the NBA shutdown was the epicenter of this earthquake movement to shut down sports. It happens 10 miles off the coast. And and I was thinking about how I felt about uh, the NCAA tournament coming to what inevitably was going to happen, which is the shutdown. But it's like the... The earthquake happens 10 miles offshore. You see the swell and the tidal wave coming, and you're just holding on. You're hoping, like, can something happen to stop this wave from hitting land? Because we all saw it coming. We all knew that it was going to be most likely a cancellation. We we sat there yesterday, and and I left at, like, 1230. I was like, I'm going home. You know, I I just want to go home. Uh, you had to sit around and wait to see if there was actually a baseball game. And we were saying, there's not going to be a baseball game. No, yeah, we're just waiting for the announcement that there's not. And it wasn't just that BYU wouldn't play tonight or for a week. It was, whoa, it's over. The whole that, season. That was surprising and shocking. The wave hits and you think, okay, it's really bad. Yes, NBA canceled. All professional leagues canceled. NCAA tournament suspended, but... Maybe there's something that survives. Maybe, Maybe there's something that survives. Fans. Yes. Yeah. Nope. So you're looking, nope. looking, looking, looking. Everything wiped out. And, and the like t- the shelves of the stores the, right now. The tidal wave yeah. is that bad. Yeah. It, this is just a crazy time. Um, so in that scramble, it was really sad and frustrating to see there's nothing. It's just done. And uh, we're hard. It's a hard reset, hard power off. Yeah. And we'll see when the machine gets turned back on. And we'll still be here. Uh, we're going to cover uh, Cougar sports as long as we can. Again, it's fluid, uh, you know, uh, with with everything that's going on. But uh, we plan on being here every day and talking about what's going on and uh, bringing in as many coaches and players that uh, want to talk about kind of their seasons and the impact, right? And and one of those is uh, Mark Pope coming up. Uh, in the next segment. It's important for them to be able to process their thoughts and their emotions. And yeah, we want to they, give them a voice. And you'll process it with us, right? Um, we hope to be kind of an outlet in, in that way. We want to be the conduit to work through just a strange, unique, bizarre, and uh, in a lot of ways, heartbreaking scenario. So we'll keep doing our thing and uh, go forward, as Jerem said, starting with BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope. Our question of the day. What is your reaction to BYU and all of major college sports shutting down indefinitely? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Nate Dunno 2 answers on Twitter. There's not a better word to describe it as disappointing. 
We had an awesome basketball program, volleyball squad, track. All these teams that worked hard can't do it anymore. Nothing to compete for. My heart breaks for the seniors and hope they work something out for them. Hashtag BYUSN. Uh, given the history of the NCAA's decision-making, and this was a good decision uh, for once, I don't count on it given the way they've historically worked, but hope for something rational and good for everybody. That'd be good. There will be a select number of athletes that will have professional ventures and opportunities develop that even if granted the option, they would not come back. But the majority want to come back. They they want their senior season. If the seniors got a year back, you know who'd be back? Don Nixon would be back. Let's go, man. Zach Salius would probably be back. You know what I mean? That would be that would be fun. So we'll see how that works out. Coming up, Mark Pope joins us in studio. What was his reaction to the news? The season was done. How did he tell us, team, and what's next? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, and we now welcome in the head basketball coach at BYU in a very, very unique and difficult scenario, Mark Pope. Mark, can't thank you enough for coming in to discuss uh, some very hard topics and try and process through this whole thing along with the rest of BYU Sports Nation. I'm happy to be here, as always. When and how did you get the news uh, that the NCAA tournament was officially canceled. Well, like like everybody, we've been hearing things. Uh, I had actually got a text uh, the night before um, that it was probably going to happen, that it was going to get it shut down, and I think everybody was leaning that way. But um, well, like you do in athletics all the time, you uh, just press forward, right? And so we were uh, meeting as a team, uh, 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 doing some film and uh, talking about some other issues. We were actually in the annex in the film room, and um, uh, I was sitting down addressing the team, and Coach Figure was sitting right next to me, and, and he just kind of showed me the announcement on his phone. And so uh, we just dealt with it right there, and it was, um, uh, it was uh, easily the worst locker room I've ever been in. And, um, and uh, that's what it was. Emotionally, in that moment, because you had a sense that maybe this would happen. Yep. But w- when did the finality of this hit you? Well, it's it's just it's just so much. It's so much to take in because, um, you know, uh, you know, this special thing about these young men is that they have been working towards this um, specific goal now for four and five years, uh, and 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 so many of them made declarative and and fallen short every single year and taken heat for it every single year and made declarative statements like we are going to come back and get this done. Right. And, um, this specific goal of going to play in this tournament, uh, you think about that. I mean, most of us in our lifetime haven't chased a goal for more than, you know, a New Year's resolution for more than two days, right? But these guys have been pounding this for a long time, uh, in a very specific way and through a ton of setbacks. And, and other opportunities turned down other opportunities and then uh and then actually got it like they got it they did it they they did they did the work they got there you know it was just a, a matter of just uh celebrating selection sunday and and seeing exactly where we we're going to go and so the timing of it is just so brutal right it it's just is um it's almost unspeakable how difficult that is. And so you have this flood in that moment of all these things and you can't actually compute them it's just too much right 
And uh, we had a bunch of tears in the locker room and a lot of silence. Um, and um, we just kind of stumbled through it. And um, we'll spend a lot of time together here in the next uh, in the coming weeks. But it, it was it was really tough. It was it was it was uh, absolutely one hundred percent devastating for these guys. And that's what that's what they felt, and that's what they felt for each other, and that's what I felt for them. And um, so, just in our little tiny slice of world about about the basketball world, it was hard. I just explained it for me as kind of you see the swell building off the shore and this tidal wave coming, but I still had this hope that. Maybe, maybe when the wave hits, there will be enough there that there can be a postponement or yep. there there can be something. They can do this without fans and they can push it back three or four weeks. Or, I mean, how realistic was it for us to hope that there would be some type of scenario where this could have been postponed and not officially canceled? Yeah, I think we were, that's, you know, I think that's, I think uh, the day before, um, after the original announcement and then especially after, the NBA announcement, there was kind of this r- mad rush for me trying to reach out to national media members who who really do have a chance to steer the conversation and saying, hey, you know, this is really important. First of all, I didn't I didn't really like um, some of the storylines that were being portrayed um, about, you know, I thought, there, you know, we were kind of hearing a lot about how, you know, in reference to the NBA, about how these guys who were getting paid they weren't even playing, so how are we going to force these college athletes to play? Well, that is not my locker room. My locker room is not being forced to play. They're dying. They are dying. Like they've given their whole life to this pursuit of this opportunity. So that narrative that was being passed around was just so inauthentic and so wrong and so off. And um, and I can't speak for anyone else, but the narrative that started to arise in the morning about some of the guys being nervous, I'm sure there were. But when I when I addressed my team, they were like. Whatever, man. We, we we've 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 you know we've been chasing this for so long. Let us go do it. So so th- so you know we're trying to address those things and in the process trying to say encourage kind of this voice to come out about postponing, right? Like let's at least use that as a soft option so we can see you know the the overriding things. We we don't know what's what's we don't exactly know what we have here. We think we know what we have here, but we don't. And people a lot smarter than me, um, I'm sure, considered that and made the decision that that, that was not going to be an option. So it is, it's just where we are, right? And, and um, you know, uh, so, you know, as, as athletes, um, we get really good at compartmentalizing things. And so I just can't live here very much. Right. I can't I can't actually spend a lot of time thinking about this. So what we did is uh, we finished the meeting. Uh, you know, the guys kind of dispersed. I went and closed my door in my office. And then 30 minutes later, it was like we're with the staff. We're banging out a list of all the things that we have to attack right now, because that's a safer place for me to be emotionally. And um, and that's what our guys do. And, and um, you know, somewhere and, you know, I went home last night. I I walked in the door before eight o'clock and my girls were like, what are you doing here? And, and then I was an awful dad because I was I, I um, you know, I, I just kind of sat in the kitchen with everybody gathered for a few minutes. I'm like, guys, I, I, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to bed. So I went and curled up in a fetal position in my bed, right? And uh, But then this morning, it's time to get back to work. And somewhere in all of that stuff, I also have this feeling, along with everything else, about how, how selfish are we um, the moments that this basketball team got to experience this year, like the epic moments and these incredible storylines 
uh, it's just is like that's just thinking about that makes my head want to explode. All the things we got to share with each other and with the fans, and it's it almost seems selfish to to be sad that we didn't get more when you think about it that way. Because we could go on and on for literally hours talking about those things, about these incredible experiences we shared together. And so it's just is a mess, man. It's going to take some some time to like let the whole thing filter out and and to feel comfortable, kind of really getting to the the harder stuff. But um, it, it, the the bottom line is what my guys do and why they're so inspiring is is they get up off the mat and they'll get up off the mat off this too. And while there's not another game for my seniors to play. Um, they'll be focused on how this has changed them and what they've learned from it, and they're going to do extraordinary things as they move forward, and it's just what we do. There's, uh, so would you have been in favor of, say, what uh, essentially the NBA has done, and uh, 30 days is what we kind of heard. It was like, oh, suspended the season. Well, 30 days is what yeah. came out yesterday, and then Major League Baseball is two weeks. Just to see, would you have preferred 30 days or a few weeks just to see? Because right now, calling it at this point seems like it's abrupt early. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, uh, listen, I'm not, a, I, I, you know. I'm not an epidemiologist. Um, I got kicked out of medical school. They were like, we're done with you. So, so I'm, not, I'm not the right person to talk to about that. Uh, you know, I, I – I, um, yes, for me as a basketball coach in yeah. our little life, I would have gone to any lengths to let, let our guys go do this tournament for a lot of reasons. One is because they work so hard for it. Two is because they earned it. Like, they got it. They yeah. finally got it, right? And in, in, like, incredible fashion. And so I would have waited five months. I would have postponed next season to, to give these guys a chance to do this. And I think, you know, my little basketball size, I think it would have been the most epic tournament ever just because of the buildup. You think about waiting two and a half months oh. of no sports for anybody and then reintroducing sports with the NCAA tournament with March Madness? It would have been the greatest thing ever, like from my little, you know, my little seat where I can't, there's so much I can't see. So, yes, 100% I would have chased all that. It's just not, it's not what we have. And, and, um, and so, you know, we, you know, we, like those are places I try not to go too much because we don't have time to, you know, tr- you know, yeah, I could get to- so, totally twisted about that, but we, we need to move on. The other thing I'm so sad about, really, genuinely, is we talk about these extraordinary young men that we've got to witness all year long. And this month, the whole world was going to see their stories. Mm-hmm. The whole world was going to learn about Yoli Childs. Like, not in some general sense about there's this good player at BYU, but they were going to learn about his saga and his story and what he'd overcome and how he'd handle himself as a human being. The whole world was going to get to see it. And that is gut-wrenching that the whole world doesn't get to see that. And Jake Toulson and Zach Sellerson, you go down the list. And, I mean, there's a, I can't go there. I just can't talk about it too much. Like right now, I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to do this thing, and I'm, we're going back to the office, and we're getting to work because it's a safe place to live right now. I'm glad you brought up some of those epic moments because we can revel in those. T.J. Haas buzzer oh. beater at Houston. Which one? The you know game-winning I mean? shot at St. We're Mary's. here talking about which. I mean, we're on the road at Houston, a top-20 team, right? No chance to win. No Yoli Childs. The great Dave Rose at his alma mater sitting on the front row, nationally televised game. That team doesn't lose at home. We turn it over with seven seconds left because I'm a dummy. And then (laughs) TJ Hawes out of nowhere, like out of nowhere, 
makes this epically heroic play, runs into our radio announcer's <laughs> arms, right? And we have two full sections of BYU fans there. And it wasn't an isolated deal. It was like a sign of what was to come, mm-hmm. right? And then you go through Maui. I mean, just it's, you're right. There's so many. I mean, the fact that we're sitting here th- trying to figure out which game winner we want to celebrate the most by T.J. Haas <laughs> as just one little part of the storylines of the season is just amazing. And we have plans to revisit those uh, in the coming weeks, right, to celebrate um, this team and these great moments um, this year. How would you – and, again, it's less than 24 hours later, and it's hard to – just cope with the, yeah. this, but how would you characterize and summarize what this team meant to you in your first year here? Um, I, I don't really know that I can categorize it as first year. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like I'm not smart enough to know that. But I do know that. Um, you know, we got to talk about this uh, yesterday in, in a teleconference. Um, the uh, you know anybody that's been on a team has a glimpse of this, right? But um, but at this level, is demanding as we are in the way that we run our program. Um, the connections that we forge are indelible because they have to be, or otherwise, guys are they're they're not going to stick in there, right? And and um, uh, you know, you just are, it's so humbling as a coach when you have players that are willing to you get to watch them sacrifice for each, for each other and give away their trust and because that's what you do you give your trust and and for these guys to give their trust to me and our staff and and to trust each other and to fight for that every day and then to and then to just see them accomplish things that they've been not sure they could do like it's the most inspiring thing when you see guys actually do things that they've always wanted to do but they were never sure if they could do it and they weren't sure if it was going to work and I mean, you know, it's a 14th ranked team in the country right now, number nine in the net, and, and uh, you know, such epic wins, and and um, you know, to get to witness that together and experience it together is is it's the best part of sports. It is. It's the best part of athletics, and and so that's what this means to me is that we got to share that together, and and it'll be sweeter and sweeter every day for the rest of our lives. You aim high, really high. Um, when you thought about what this team could do. Was this a manifestation of anything you had in your head in terms of what you hoped this team, if they bought in, like you said, could be? Um, yeah, I mean, I, clearly as the pieces kind of started to come together, like very slowly, right? Because <laughs> it took a long time. We're halfway through, the, we're a third of the way through the season before we finally get Yoli and then as dynamic things happen. But I think what we're thinking about as a staff is we're thinking about how can it feel? Like the results, the results come because of how your locker room feels and how your team operates and functions every day. And so what we're focused on is how, how do we make the lock, how do we help the guys make the locker room right? And how do, how do we feel as we approach this game? And what is our commitment level towards doing things right? And, and I think early on when we went to Italy, you started to feel like, I don't know if we're any good, but I do know that we have the seeds of, a team that's going to function really well, mm. right? And um, so, and then as as we went, wh- what these guys did without Yoli in the first nine games was epic. I mean, it was incredible. It's, I don't know if this is the hardest schedule a BYU team has ever had, but it's got to be right there with the hardest schedule ever no question. that a BYU team's had. And and for these guys to to pull that off with Zach, you know, having no build up, he just th- jumped in the very first official game and and no yo and a new staff and, and that schedule for these guys to go six and three and then get Yo back and kind of run with it. I mean, it's fun, man. I, you know, as, as devastating as this is, and I, and I, as devastating as this is, like, 
uh, I'll spend the rest of my life reflecting on the memories from the season because it was so it was so tremendous. You should. And the senior night situation has taken on extra meaning. As devastating and as painful as it is for it to come to an abrupt halt, on that night, BYU basketball was the best team in the country. Yep. And they celebrated like the best team in the country. Yep. And that's extra sweet looking back on You that. know, and Sean Farnham is a dear friend of mine. And, and uh, he's been covering, you know, college basketball forever. And he's in the SEC and the ACC now full time. And he came and did that game. And, and he told me multiple times after he just couldn't stop talking about it. He's like, I've never been in a venue like that. He's like, mm-hmm. in all my years of doing college basketball, in every, I've never been in a venue that was as magic as it was in the Merritt Center that night. And, and it's these guys' senior night. You know, oh. there's something so just, it's just so painful to think, you know, Cal said it so well yesterday about like, you're not, you're supposed to end your career walking off the court in some form or fashion, having fought your last time. Like that's how it's supposed to end. And these seniors didn't get to end that way. And so you can sit here and dwell on that and just be just devastated by that. Or it doesn't take that long to get back to that Gonzaga senior night. I challenge anybody in the world to find me an example of a more epic senior night for all the... I don't think there's ever been one. Now, I hope someone can prove it. I, 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 I bring it on. Like, I'd love to know. <laughs> but I don't think there's ever been a senior night that ever in college basketball that had all the drama built in that was building all season long and over the last four years and, and in that environment. It, it, I, again, it seems greedy, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem greedy for us to be in here and be like, how come we can't get the NCAA tournament when we got... Moments like that over and over and over again this season. I am greedy, <laughs> but I'm willing to acknowledge it. Hey, so are we. I, I've been here 14 years. Spencer, you've been here forever. You've been doing this forever, Mark. That was one of those amazing special nights, right? Yeah. I did want to ask you, I know Colby Lee got sick in Vegas. He was tested for corona, right? And it's not corona. I know people are wondering about yeah. that. Is he doing okay? Uh, yeah, he's doing better. Uh, right now he's got a bacterial pneumonia that's kind of got him. Um, and so he's doing better. He, you know, we, he, we thought he was getting better. You know, he actually was sick for a week, missed all practice. And then on, we played Monday on Saturday, he was feeling way better. He came down and then by Sunday morning again, he felt awful again. And so he was just quarantined in the room Sunday and Monday. And I was sad not to have him back, but you know, he's, he's got a long tenure here still ahead of him. Now, you have brought up the point that you're ready to get back to work. You want to push it forward. You don't want to dwell on something that you can't change and can't control. What you can't control is the future. Does the future include, uh, in your opinion, some unique opportunities where the NCAA may grant some of your seniors a chance to come back and, and finish it? Or do you, do you feel like that, that you, it's dangerous to even think about something like that? Are you asking me for my vote, or are you asking me for what I think is going to happen? Yes, correct. Because clearly I vote all those guys come back, man. Let them come back. So um, I, I don't know what they're going to decide. You know, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I think at face value it seems really simple. Like, you know, and, and I know there's a lot of coaches pushing for it, and I think it seems – I mean, with our guys, it's just it's like, you know, you just think about it. I mean, you just think about it, – it's, this is not a one-off for them. You know, I heard uh, someone, uh, a commentator, talking about uh, a player that's going to be a one-and-done, and this was his only chance at his particular school to go to the NCAA tournament. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about dudes that have been chasing this for four years – Right, and they finally got it as seniors. Like that's a totally different animal, right? Mm. And um, so, you know, I, I I do. If 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 the NCAA can swing it, and they can make it functional, 
yes, I would love to give these young men another chance to do this. And then the guys have to figure out if it works for them and it works for their families, whatever. But yeah, I think it, I think it'd be beautiful. The one thing we're in completely uncharted territory. We've never been here before. This has never existed before. Uh, Athletes have never had to suffer this consequence before ever. And so I don't think that saying, hey, we're going to for one year, you know, there's a big deal out now, um, red shirt, Corona year or whatever, hashtag. And, and uh, I think I said that backwards. <laughs> and um, I am okay. I'm having thousands of those shirts printed out just for me to wear now, just so I can wear them everywhere. <laughs> so, so, so you have multiple. You're not just wearing the same one. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. So get us a few. We'll yeah. wear them on national TV. TV, yes. baby, let's go. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, um, you know, and that's one of the things that's extraordinary about our guys. Our guys will. Uh, I don't know if any of them actually woke up this morning, but they will wake up tomorrow because it's what they've done all year. It's what's been magical to watch is these guys just get up off the mat and they will wake up and they will push forward and and uh, even with an uncertain future. Uh, uncertain options, they will push forward and, and do special things. That's what athletics teaches you. That's why we have athlete. That's why we have sport is because it it teaches you how to do that. Coach, uh, again, we appreciate you coming in studio. Um, this says as, as painful as the whole situation is. This has been an uplifting thing for us. It's yeah. been uplifting for fans to hear yeah. you and your voice and your resolve to, to push forward and, yeah. and make magic happen again. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. For anybody that's listening right now, like right now, uh, a couple things I hope happen. I hope people can celebrate these young men. Okay, I hope we can all celebrate what we got to experience this year together. It wasn't everything we wanted to experience. It just got cut short by a pandemic. I said yesterday, the only thing that was going to stop this team was a pandemic. There was nothing else that was going to stop. It them, hasn't right? happened in a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. but 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 it is like there's so much like there's so much for us to learn from these young men how they carried themselves this year. There's so much for us to be inspired by, and their their story and their relationship with BYU is not over. Like we will be. We will be reveling and treasuring our experience with Jake Toulson and his saga and Yoli Childs and TJ Hawes and Dalton Nixon and Zach Selyus for, for years and years to come and, and remembering the gift that they've given us um, and what we got to experience with them. And that, like, you know, while, while I can't go to the other places for too long because it gets too dark, I can live there. We should all live there right now. Absolutely. And we have plans to do so in the coming weeks. Mark, we appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks, you. Much. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, how is BYU football handling all of this and how will it impact spring football? This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Yes, the show will go on. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. It is time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Athletics News. BYU has suspended all athletic events indefinitely due to the rising concerns over the spread of the coronavirus. It's not anticipated BYU will play a sporting event until August. You've likely heard it at least 10 times over by now, but the NCAA released a statement from President Mark Emmert and the Board of Governors canceling all remaining winter and spring games, including the Division I men's and women's college basketball tournaments. Football. Spring football has canceled its practices, workouts, and activities for the rest of the week. They will determine next week what happens then. The XFL has joined a throng of professional leagues, calling it quits for now. They canceled regular season yesterday due to concerns with the rapid spread of coronavirus. 
thus ending the regular season for BYU football alumni Micah Hanneman, T. John Caromo, Tomasi Laulile, Colby Pearson, and DeAndre Wesley. Men's basketball. ESPN's Joe Lenardi posted specifics of what his bracket would have looked like yesterday. He had BYU as a six, playing 11 seed Indiana in Albany. Uh, J.P. Palm, uh, Jerry Palm of CBS Sports, put out a projected bracket all the way to the national championship and had BYU advancing to the Sweet 16. Mm. Um, I hate I hate it mostly, but I, I love the idea of BYU playing on the second weekend. Yeah, I, don't, I almost don't want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. The final bracket matrix of the season released this morning. BYU, an average of 5.5 seed. Five was the highest seed, seven the lowest. We anticipated that BYU would most likely be a six and uh, play in St. Louis, Tampa, or Albany. Yeah. Ugh. Our question of the day. What is your reaction to BYU and all of college sports shutting down? Justin Gibb on Instagram says, I feel like they just canceled Christmas. I sent out that gift yesterday from Michael Scott of the office. Christmas is canceled. He continues, especially because I was so excited for the Cougs to play in the tournament this year. Yeah, very disappointing. Absolutely. Coming up, our rise and shout out. And more reaction to just an unforgettable interview we just wrapped up with Mark Pope. Uh, You don't want to miss it. If you did, download the podcast. We'll continue next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're going to keep going. Uh, We're going to be live weekdays and for the foreseeable future. Let's go. Uh, It's fluid, of course, but you can always listen on demand by downloading the podcast. Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Mark Pope, the BYU basketball head coach, joined us moments ago, and we spent a good 20 minutes with him kind of digesting and uh, processing through what happened yesterday. Incredible insight um, from a guy who is so genuine in the way that he expresses how he feels. And I appreciated that he said, I compartmentalize. I can't go to that disappointing dark place so much because it's it just I, I can't handle it. So I feel safer trying to push forward and, and rediscover you know, what, what we can change and what we can control. And that really related to me because uh, I, do, I do the same thing. Like you, you have to put those really, really tough things into small boxes and um, you can't dwell on them or else it's, you, just, you go to a very bad place. Yeah, he doesn't want to. And, and, and we didn't move on to next year either. We don't want to talk about – I don't want to talk about the roster next year yet. It's too soon. The season was still on yesterday. What? Uh, so we will, in the coming you know, weeks, continue to celebrate this team and this season, and we're go- going to explore unique and different ways uh, to do that and uh, excited to kind of relive that. Yeah, it, it, uh, great, great conversation with Mark. Because I did, I did say what he didn't like the other day. He said, um, and it was Jay Billis that mentioned it, I don't know how we could ask the amateurs to play if we're not asking the pros to play. But that's from the, pers- the logical perspective. The the actual desire of the athletes was that they would play regardless, right? Even if they had a chance to get sick or whatnot, they wanted to play. But it's not just about you. It's about you and who you physically impact with this situation, right? So that's why it could not happen. Um, but we did discuss, would he have been in favor of a postponement? And he said, I would postpone next season if we could still play this. He wanted this team and those seniors to have a chance to play in March Madness. 
And it was interesting that he said, yeah, I wanted the nation to see Yoli Childs, not just a generally he's good out at BYU narrative, but see the stories of this BYU team. And Saga. March Madness does a great job of diving into those storylines, and uh, that would have been fun. And we'll never know. It's unfortunate that the last two great BYU teams, 2011 and now 2020, that we don't really know what they would have done. Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery and company got to the Sweet 16. The Brandon Davies situation changed everything. We still talk about what if Brandon Davies um, had been able to play and that situation hadn't occurred Final or whatever, four. right? And, and we, we whisper that to each other dramatically, right? It's, it, I think with this team, we're always going to wonder, were they going to get to the Sweet 16? We thought they had a, a solid, good chance to make the Sweet 16 as a, a five or six, right? And yes, they ended the season on the St. Mary's loss, but none of us are thinking about that now. And we, I don't even think we'll remember that that even happened, frankly, in five years. We'll just remember the good stuff. Yeah, the the movie was great. I mean, we're we're enjoying the show. Along we go, mostly ups. It's exciting, and then all of a sudden, it just power off. That happened to me in the movie. Do you want to know what movie? What was the movie? I was happy that the power went off. Oh, so this was a bad movie. Air Bud. <laughs> I went as a teenager. My family took me. It was of, a basketball movie, at least. <laughs> uh, sort of. Uh, yeah, I. I the power went off. They gave us uh, tickets for another movie, and I was very excited. <laughs> but you're right. The power went off. The power just went completely off, and we it's like, whoa, whoa, the, whoa. Oh, this movie's awesome, and then nothing. Yes, and, and let's be honest. It's Friday. For a second there, I thought it was last week when BYU played. It was this week. It was It was Monday, Monday night of this week. We were in Vegas. It's been the longest week ever. It's been a really long week. I know. Yeah. This has been the craziest week of, I think, our lives since 9-11, frankly, in terms of, wow, what's going on in the world, right? Um, for, in my opinion, it's been the wildest thing since that, right? We're talking 19 years. Um, and this is something we'll talk about the rest of our lives. Oh, remember COVID-19, coronavirus? Like, this is crazy. And uh, the impact on sports is certainly there. And we want to emphasize as long as we can be here doing this show, we're going to be here because there's no games to play. And there's no conversation, at least at the moment, about the strength of schedule with the football season and the quarterback, whatever. That's not, the, that's not it right now. That's not it. Frankly, we need it. We need it. We're going to do it just because we want to be Fans here. Fans need let it. Let alone anyone else it. at the moment. But we know that, uh, you know, hopefully you need it and the teams need it. And there's this dead air, and we are going to fill it every day for an hour. We're yes. going to do our best to be here for you. BYU basketball had secured the package, Jerem. They had secured the goal. Package the secured. package is secured. And then all of a sudden, it blows up inside the box. And so it just, it just was taken away. But they, they had secured it. That's what's so tough about this, chasing yeah. it for five years. Yeah, it wasn't just this year. Yeah, it was a five-year deal. That's tough. Okay, coming up, more of your reactions to BYU Sports Season ending abruptly. And well-deserved rise and shout-out. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation continues live from Studio B, the show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. And you can go back and download previous episodes if you want on the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. 
Our question of the day, what's your reaction to BYU and all of the college sports world shutting down? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Grizzfather on Instagram. Russ. He says, my reaction is overwhelming heartache and sorrow for the student-athletes. It has brought me to tears reading their posts on social media. As a fan, it is a total bummer to not be able to watch my Cougs play, but the devastation the athletes themselves are going through is something none of us fans truly understand. Also going to be a long five months with no BYU sports. I'm sure there'll be some legit depression and anxiety for some of the athletes. This is their lives. We'd like to think that they have more than that, but let's be honest. During this period, this is what they do, and that brings us to our rise and shout-out. It's all the seniors. Yes. And I want to specifically highlight, we've talked about men's hoops, all the sports, but um, I'm just thinking about the men's volleyball team in particular who's – Final match was a crazy epic one at Hawaii. They lose 19-17 and 5, right? But 17 and 1. Zach Eschenberg, uh, Cyrus Faalogo expected to uh, be able to come back in redshirt, uh, after a redshirt. Mickey Auhianen and uh, Will Stanley, Andrew Lincoln as well. So all the seniors at BYU thinking about Will Stanley, the Hawaiian, playing back in the gym where he played in the Stan Sheriff Center in Hawaii, growing up there. Went back. BYU finished the 17 and 1. And. If uh, they named a national champ, BYU should be the national champ in men's volleyball. Those guys had an epic last home match, that's for sure. It's Stanford as well. Man. Yeah. Uh, yes, so many teams that had their seasons cut short. Uh, so my rise and shout-out goes to baseball, golf, swimming and diving, tennis, outdoor track and field, volleyball. On the women's side, a top-10 uh, track and field indoor team, uh, women's tennis, women's swim and dive, softball. I know so many heartbroken athletes there. Gymnastics was a top-16 team, and the women's golf team, uh, doing a great job with Carrie Roberts. So to all of you, um, we're so sorry, but we appreciate the hard work you put in and how well you represent BYU. And we'll do our best to chronicle those seasons in the coming days and weeks, right? We're going to revel. that's what we have right we're now. We're going to revel that's in the goodness have. of BYU sports. So stick with us. We're not going anywhere as long as, uh, as, long as uh, we can. We can be here. Yeah. yeah. Our huge thanks to today's guest, BYU basketball head coach, Mark Pope. Sorry to Dennis Pitta in no time. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Wally Joyner. We will see all of you on Monday as BYU Sports Nation continues. Go Cougs.